Hello, Spotlight friends. My name is Chanel Shaw, and today we are talking to Dr. Jennifer Nolan. Hi, Jennifer. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Chanel. It's really exciting for me. So I am a former homeschooling mom. I homeschooled my kids for 12 years. And over time, uh, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and thought, what do we do for our kids for college? Because some of them want to be scientists and engineers. So where do we send them? Do we send send them to a local secular college that has a STEM focus? Or do we want to send them to a local Catholic university that has a liberal arts focus uh, where they might keep their faith, but at the same time, not quite the focus on science and technology, engineering, and math. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you would say that your children kind of inspired your mission to create more opportunities for them. In particular, something that you're working on is Catholic Polytechnic University. Can you tell us um, a little bit more about that? Yes. So I am a co-founder and president of Catholic Polytechnic University. I had kind of this vision of it um, maybe about four to five years ago, but it really started coming to fruition about three years ago when I joined up with my co-founder, Chris Plants, who's a theologian. And he and I started building this from the ground up. And the vision of it is really, it's a tripod, really. One leg is STEM degree, so the science and technology, engineering, math. Another leg of the tripod is business curriculum, and another leg of the tripod is Catholic theology and philosophy. So the three together is really what we're aiming for, to create something like a Catholic Caltech or a Catholic MIT, something where it would be a giant hub of Catholic intellectual, scientific, and technology thought. Wow, that is awesome. And I wish I was good at science, so so I could go. That's amazing. I don't even know the first thing. I just learned how to do my taxes by myself a couple years ago. So founding an entire university and a system is amazing. What are your hopes for Catholic Polytechnic? Like, What do you hope for it to accomplish? Oh, goodness. There's so much we hope to accomplish by doing this. But really, the heart of it is evangelization and turning people toward God, especially through science and technology. How can we give greater glory to God through science and technology? We hope to provide our Catholic students an opportunity for careers at the highest demand careers in the highest paying jobs so that they could build good lives for themselves in science and tech. And so that they can go ahead and be innovators in these fields and they can then turn around and also be people who bring others into the faith through what they do. So we want them trained in apologetics. We want something that I lovingly referred to is Catholic immersion because we want the campus to be just immersed in Catholicism with beautiful art, beautiful Catholic images. We want sacraments on campus. We have a couple of priests involved already. We want the opportunity for people who want the Latin Mass to have a weekly Latin Mass. We want adoration to be at the heart of the campus so that 
people see, the students will see our professors going to mass, going to sacraments, going to adoration, and see the joy on their faces and the kindness and the love that they have for others and put that two and two together and realize, oh my goodness, these scientists that I greatly esteem are also devout Catholics. That's amazing because really, when you look at Pew Research Center and what they've discovered, they just, they've discovered that for the most part, people are pointing to a disconnect between faith and science. And that's one of the reasons that they say that they're leaving the church, these quote nuns, N-O-N-E-S, that Bishop Barron talks about. These people who check none when they're asked, what religion are you? They cite this perceived disconnect between faith and science. And so we want to overtly rejoin faith and science. So we want to overtly rejoin faith and science. We want to give people the opportunity to study in a great atmosphere of Catholicism. We want it to be the highest level of research and teaching possible. We want to be pro-country. We have a lot of military on our founding board, and we love religious freedom, and we want to point to that always. We want to be very pro-life, at the same time being apolitical. So we want this opportunity for our children and grandchildren and successive generations of Catholics to have this opportunity to join in a truly polytechnic way their careers in faith and science and technology and business together. That is amazing and a huge endeavor. So you were saying that your children inspired you, obviously, to want to create a place for them to foster their love for science and technology, et cetera. Is there anything else that kind of inspired you to want to start this whole thing? Well, I think we're not the only ones. That's the bottom line is that this, as I started talking with other people, I realized they also have kids who want to be scientists and engineers. Our local Catholic high school, 50% of the graduates go into STEM fields. So where are they going to go? It's not just us. It's the demand of at least people in Southern California, but also people across the nation have reached out to me and said, when are you starting? Because I want my kid to go there. Or when are you starting? Here's my resume. I want to work there. I've got a folder of 80 resumes of people who want to come teach and do research at this university. So really, it's feeding the need of the local Catholics. It's also we're we're fully in collaboration with Archbishop Gomez of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. He's very supportive because he sees this as a means of participating in the new evangelization. So Mm. keeping our numbers, we need people to see this overt connection between faith and science and to keep our numbers in the Catholic church and not just keep them, but then increase them. We're hoping to really increase the numbers by our good example, by our faith, by seeking God in science and in beauty and in truth. Wow, that's amazing. And so you're talking about the new evangelization. Obviously, as Catholics, we have a particular role to evangelize our communities. Who do you hope to evangelize with this university? Well, I would say it's multifaceted. So we, of course, want to help evangelize those who 
need Christ. And I think that's most of the young generation. I think that they're going toward the new age because they have this hunger toward the sacred and yet they don't know where to get it properly. So how do we evangelize that new generation of emerging adults? How do we keep our own numbers? How, you know, the, a lot of kids go through the Catholic church schools and the number one age group that leaves the Catholic church is under 18. The second age group is 18 to 24. So how do we keep those numbers? It's, um, we really need to be able to engage them in Catholicism in conjunction with their studies so that they see their Catholicism as integral to who they are in their identity. They, they need to internalize Catholicism as part of who they are. I veered off in my 20s from the Catholic faith, but I always came back to it because I knew. I loved my Catholic church. I knew I was Catholic. That was part of who I was, and I identified as a Catholic. So we need to be able to foster that in our kids. But also the other groups that we need to evangelize are, I think of the early apostles, and the early apostles used to go out two by two, speaking in the tongues of the native languages. Well, it's time for us to think of these apostles going out into the Googles and the Microsofts and, you know, the secular world and go out two by two, but this time they're speaking the tongues of STEM. That's really the new languages that they need to speak in mm-hmm. order to properly evangelize and take part of the new, the new evangelization. That is so amazing. I, my mom is an emergency room. She was an emergency room nurse for like 30 years. And now she went back and got her master's actually and is a nurse practitioner now. And I just think it is so amazing for people to evangelize in their occupations, especially in the scientific medical business field, because I do think that there is like a lack there and there's not a lot of people kind of ministering. Question for you though, what does ministering look like in those positions? Like in a dream world, right? What would ministering look like when you're in those positions and occupations? And what do you hope for students that would attend Catholic Polytechnic? How would you hope for them to minister the people that they'll encounter? Well, in my experience, and this is just my experience, but my experience is people come to the Catholic faith in two ways. They come either through the heart or through the mind. So with Catholic Polytechnic, I think what we're trying to do is to do both so that they come to a full knowledge and understanding of what Catholicism truly is and what practicing it on a daily basis really means and the joy and the richness of Catholicism. I mean, haven't you felt that burning of Christ's love in your heart? How do we convey that to those who are more likely to be converted through love and through acts of love and charity? So we want to do the acts of love and charity and to reach out to them through love and kindness and and generosity. But at the same time, we also want to reach out to people through their minds and evangelize them through apologetics and through Catholic philosophy and Catholic theology so that they understand truly what's at the beliefs and the heart of Catholicism. I love that. 
Wow. So like you're talking about a real integration rather than like you are Catholic and you are also a scientist, but you are a Catholic scientist. So then you can be so integrated that the way that you live is an evangelization tool. That's absolutely, absolutely. That is amazing. And the people that I'm picking to be on my team and to be our future professors, these are such amazing people. They're scientists and engineers. Some of them are from NASA. Some of them have taught at MIT and NASA and Stanford. And they're all coming together and they're much more accomplished than I. And what's nice is that they are not, not only amazingly accomplished in their fields, but they're also devout and they're kind and they're loving and they go to adoration and mass and receive sacraments regularly. So these are the people that I want teaching our students. These are the ones who are going to influence them in the most strong ways, the most powerful ways, is the ones who they can look up to and realize, oh my goodness, this person is amazingly accomplished. And yet, oh my goodness, they're also going to adoration on a regular basis. Mm, sure. So it's in that way. It's by example that mm-hmm. I think that we're going to speak the loudest. But we're also going to do research and we're going to put research with a Catholic eye out into the world that's pro-life. And as uh, Dr. Stacy Trasanto says, just because we can graft human hair to mice doesn't necessarily mean that we should do that. Mm. So, you know, we want that opportunity to influence science and technology. We're also hoping down the line to even have a medical school so that that we can train those people in what it means to be a truly gifted medical healthcare provider with the knowledge of what God, the way God sees medicine and, wow. and the, way the Catholic Church sees medicine. Wow. That is amazing. I am so inspired by who you are. I <laughs> I know that before when we chatted, you were like, I'd like to keep the focus off of myself, um, which I won't focus on you for too long. But you are just so accomplished. And I really think it is amazing when God can speak to the hearts of people and people respond with yes, right? And I just think it's amazing how God can equip, right? I think it's focus, like fellowship of Catholic university students that say like, God doesn't call the equipped, but he equips the called, right? So sometimes we can, (laughs) sometimes we can feel like, who am I to do that? You know, and I'm not even saying that you might've felt that way. Maybe you felt like, of course. Yeah. But it's like, I just, it's amazing how God can use people to do such things, right? And especially in spaces where I wouldn't even particularly immediately think, oh yeah, for sure we should have this as a resource for people. But then when, as hearing you talk and hearing what your hopes and dreams are, like it makes sense that we would have a Catholic perspective to this broad thing that exists in the world. And what you were saying about evangelization and people being able to evangelize because this is kind of the direction that the world is going where people need to be evangelized in this particular sector that Catholics don't visibly occupy. So that's amazing. I know. And sadly, I was approached by several scientists who said, I'm a closet Catholic in my field, but you can't tell anyone that I'm Catholic. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to reach out to these people and to give them a place to come to practice what they really love to do, I think is also another source of evangelization. But 
I think that's the message for all of us is if you say yes to Christ, like who am I to start a new Catholic university? But the point is he does equip those. He does. Mm. If you say yes, then he sends you the resources and he sends me these amazing, wonderful people who have come together and say, yes, we need this for our Catholic church. We need this for our country. We need this for our Catholic students. We Mm. need this. Just by saying yes to the Holy Spirit when he calls you, you have to know that he's going to provide everything that you need in order to go forward. Mm. And my hands are crippled from an autoimmune arthritis. And I love the fact that the Lord chooses people or he calls everyone. That's the point. He calls everyone. But throughout history, you look at him using these little women like like St. Joan of Arc and St. Mother Teresa. He can call a little Catholic homeschooling mom. Yes, I have a PhD in cognitive science, but and so academic background is there. But to start a new university, yes, he all I had to do was say, Yes, Lord, I'll do this for you. Mm-hmm. And he takes my crippled hands and he builds a university out of them. So that only I cannot point to my own aspirations and my own skills. I can only point to him. Mm-hmm. And this is his project. And he's making it. And it's been so amazing and such a fun journey and so full of adventure. And anytime you say yes to Christ, it is. Oh, yes, you are in for a wild ride. I, yes. Yeah, I always believe Amen. that you say yes to God and God's like, hey, this is going to, you know, at the time, at least for me, I tend to be like, I'm not really sure what's going on, God. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, a year later, a month later, I'm like, wow, this is... um. I really thought small. Yeah. Like I I really should have dreamed bigger. Like I had the capacity to ask for more. And sometimes we ask God for too little. I'm like, I really could have done way more. That's amazing. And yes, why not build a Catholic university that is like a Catholic MIT? Why not? Mm, Why not? Yeah. And he's doing it. He's given us the resources, the manpower. We've got a campus. Oh my goodness. A temporary campus on the campus of Bosco Tech in Rosemead, California. And they have fully developed STEM labs all ready to go and 30 acres. So we've got a facilities use agreement in place with them. We've got this amazing team of about 16 people who are across the country and even Germany. We've got one of the founders of the World Wide Web who's um, a traditional Latin mass Catholic. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been a beautiful thing. Beautiful journey. That is so amazing. So what is your timeline? Like, where are you guys at right now? And how can we also, how can we support or learn more? Well, thank you for asking. So the timeline is, we're still figuring it out because in the state of California, we have to obtain licensing before we even start. And this was because of all the degree mills that came out in the 1980s. So the licensing part is really a big hurdle that we're working through right now. So we're focusing on licensing. We're focusing on building out our curriculum. We're hoping to start a theology master's, either in master's of art or master's of science. We're working that out, but uh, we want a faith and science master's in theology. And then also we're likely to start an undergraduate program in computer science first. So these are the things that we're working on concurrently as we work toward licensing. And then we're also looking at building the funds. So 
donors are fully welcome to contact us through our website, www.catholicpolytechnic.org. Again, catholicpolytechnic, all one word, .org, because that's going to be a big determination as to how far we can get early on. And then the one last thing is that we also have plans to do a business within a business so that we are not reliant in the long term on philanthropy and student tuition. So we're really hoping to keep student tuition low mm. and to not rely on philanthropy in the long term. So we want to create an income generator business that is largely student run, but the students will get hands-on experience and then also it will keep us sustainable in the long term financially. So we are both sustainably Catholic and sustainably financially solvent. Those are our two goals. This is so cool. I have always had a love for science and all those cool and the when I was in fourth grade, I got a telescope and I stood outside in our driveway every day trying to find the moon using my different lenses. And I just think it's so cool that there's such a broader universe and there's so many discoveries that we haven't discovered yet. And even things like the ocean and how there's so little of the ocean we've explored. There's so many things that we can talk about and explore and so many advances we can make for the greater glory of God, you know? And I just think that that's so cool that you are trying to equip people to search for those things, you know? It's so great when I hear things like this because I don't know if you have the same experience, but as adults, when you hear about things like this, you kind of reflect on your inner child, right? Like the younger you that just was so like wonder and awe, right? That we tend to lose as adults, but just the wonder and awe of discovery and and learning things and having our brains kind of fire off all these different ideas and things that we're capable of constructing and deconstructing. And so I just think that's so cool. And young Chanel would be so amped and older Chanel is also very excited. Um, so <laughs> that is so cool. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And also I should probably end with a quote from our Vatican astronomer, Brother Guy Casamano. He said, the more you learn of the created, the more you understand or learn of our creator. In so many ways, that is absolutely true. That's beautiful. I love that. So at the end of every episode, we ask our guest what their hope for the week is. It can be a personal goal, a professional goal or hope, just something that you're looking forward to. If you need some time, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready to go, you can totally go first. Um, I think I'm ready to go. Okay. I think what I hope for most of all, obviously, is the success of Catholic Polytechnic University, but also I would hope for an end to the pandemic and peace in our world more than anything else. I think that I would definitely retweet that hope. Same. I <laughs> feel the same way. I hope for an end of the pandemic. I hope to just blindly hug everybody that I encounter for, you know, I just miss human contact. So I hope for the end of that. I hope that we can, you know, move closer to being in a country where we can just, you know, authentically love one another in a Christ-like way. Because I think that this pandemic, I was talking to my friend, my dear friend, and 
I was saying, you know, even socially, I was telling her like, I feel bad. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm excited to see other people after we're out of this. And I found solace almost in a strange way of just being alone. <laughs> and that's not my personality. I am very extroverted and I love people. So I'm very hopeful and excited to be in that space where we can just be around other people and be socially excited in a way that I think that I have been, it, the pandemic has like kicked it out of me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So that's awesome. So can you just tell us one more time where we can find more information about what you're up to and the university and anything else that you're, you're doing? Yes. So on our website, www.catholicpolytechnic.org, the best way to make sure that you are, I mean, you can always just look at the website and check for updates. However, the best way to keep informed is to click on the survey button because that way you enter into our database and we can send out the occasional updates. We don't do it weekly or even monthly. It's, so we're not going to fill your inbox with spam. Sure. <laughs> uh, but at least that way you, you'll know when we start and you'll know what programs we're offering. And yeah, so I would say just you know, keep up on social media. We're there on our website and the survey button, that's, that's going to be really key. Awesome. But also, anyone can really contact me with an email at info at catholicpolytechnic.org too. Awesome. All right. We'll put all of that in our show notes so people can check that out. So, but thank you so much again for chatting with us. You are so awesome. And we will all be praying. If you are listening to this on your drive to work or as you are doing some laundry, you can say a prayer as you're folding your clothes or being patient at that red light. And we are just so grateful that you had the chance and the time to talk to us. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. And thank you so much to Dr. Jennifer for being our guest. We're going to put more information about Catholic Polytechnic and how you can learn more and support in our show notes. So please check that out. As always, I'm excited to talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.